and welcome to the fourth episode of your favorite baseball podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Braves' injuries. Mets pitching has been lights out. The Marlins' offense showing some life and those inconsistent Nationals. But before we get into any of that, we need to bring on our co-host. We love him, Mr. Brandon Gross. Hi, we love him. Who's the plural of so I, I myself? Yes, yeah, so we we both uh, love you, right? This is a self love podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We promote self love here first and foremost. Baseball second, self love, mental health first. Wait, so what's third then? I mean, Did I say three? Did I say we have no, three no, 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 no? I'm just pimping you out right now. I'm gonna make you come okay. Up with yeah, the third gotcha. one. <laughs> okay, so first is self love. Okay, second is baseball. Third is uh passion oh we we love passion passion. here what are you passionate uh, about you know you're passionate about stamps you're a stamp collector if you're passionate about drugs you're a drug dealer (laughs) if you're passionate about drugs you're a drug collector (laughs) (laughs) brandon um how's your week been dude what's been going on hey not too bad i'm still in nashville um my dad's big number his birth his birthday was this weekend we're still not saying what it is i don't know if that's he turned a big right yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing the Sims talk. You can, Brandon. Um, you can tell us now. What was the birthday gift? So the birthday gift we got him related to the podcast. We got him a Mets blue alternative jersey, custom wow jersey. Wow, that's right. Yeah, so it had his radio name, which is Mud, okay. on the back. I don't know if we told the listeners about this, but your dad is a is a classic rock radio DJ. That is true. Yes, and and uh, has run many many a classic rock stations. Um, he's very talented and he's much better at broadcasting than us. <laughs> yes, he is. He's also come to our rescue, uh, multiple times during the record that will not be named last week when we messed up just, uh, what, I think we said four times, right? Is that what it did at? I don't know what you're talking about, but we got him, <laughs> we got him, uh, yeah, the blue Mets alternative Jersey, Those a custom cool. one with his name mud on the back and then the number of his age on the back. Now. With that being said, hmm. he loves the jersey. Okay. Not a fan of the customized back. He doesn't like that it says mud in his age? <laughs> he does not. But I think it's so it's because he makes a good point because a lot of times like when we would go to games growing up, when I was growing up, we'd go to games and we would, uh, if someone was wearing a shirt that says, hey, look, uh, uh, that's Bud. And it says Bud <laughs> on the back. And, it's, and, he, and we're like, oh, you want Bud's autograph? Like we joke around. Or yeah. if like there's like a... Or if there's like a, a goofy looking dude wearing a David Wright jersey and we're like, hey, do you want David Wright's autograph? Like, haha, tongue in cheek. So I think he just doesn't like the yeah. non. If you're not the player and you're not wearing the jersey, I think that's his edict. But, you know, I thought we thought this one, my mom and I thought this one would maybe go over better. But you know what? He still likes it. He said he'll still wear it to a game. He will. And you know what? I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get him a non customized one at some point as well. Um, Brandon, I have once again had a very boring week. I actually, oh my God, you know what did happen this week though, and this will not be my 60 second story, um, is that my old boss called me back and offered me a job. This will be the first time I think my dad's hearing about this when he listens to the pod tomorrow. (laughs) But um, for those, I was going to say, for those of you who don't know, why would you know this? You've been doing this podcast for a month and Mm -hmm. I've been unemployed the entire time. I was previously a waiter at a Hasidic steakhouse in, uh, in Borough Park, Brooklyn, um, there's only one of them in Borough Park, so if you live in the area, I guess you'll know where it is. Um, and he called me back and said, asked if I wanted to work, and I just told him I really didn't know. And uh, he said I had all the time in the world to decide. 
So I guess I'm deciding. I don't know what I want to do. Wow. Well, first yeah. off, congratulations for them offering you the job. I know that's not your ideal scenario. So Absolutely. right now the debate is, you know, either you wait it out yeah. for a little bit, try to find something a little, you know, more up your alley, or you go back, pocket it, and still look for, for other that's jobs. That's the thing. It's like even if I did go back, I would be spending the entire time applying for something else. And I just don't. I just don't like waiting tables. You know, I'm like almost 30 years old. I do not want to continue to be doing that. Also, I need health insurance, baby. All right. I'm falling apart over here. Hey, you know, you look like you're in great shape. We talked about it before we started the pod. <laughs> yeah. You said you're, you're uh Jacksonville jumbo shrimp. Yeah. You said you look ripped in it. And no, and I agree as well. Listen, this is the funniest thing too, is I have only put on quarantine weight and none of it has been muscle. So I don't know. this is just a good shirt. I guess support the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp and you will be looking jacked as I am right now. Does that sound you good? Look what do you look ripped with a jumbo <laughs> shrimp shirt. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, just to know, it was like the funny thing about you working at the restaurant is you're not an Orthodox Jew or Jewish at all. So That's true. It, it is like a funny concept to me because like I'm Jewish and I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to work there. <laughs> no offense, was... but I would not want to work at the Orthodox restaurant. And it, it's funny because I was just having this conversation with my folks because they went to Einstein Bagel one morning. And oh, nice. They, and so Einstein Bagel has like, you know, you know, like the caricature of the rabbi with like the um, with the hat and like the Orthodox rabbi. And, and it's like schmear for life schmear for today whatever just some phrase <laughs> yeah. that they threw on there and it's like it's a little it's not race i'm not gonna say it's racist that they do that but it's like it's just interesting how a lot of times when people think of jews they just think of like a orthodox jewish person being like oh yeah you know just like saying yeah just like yelling and saying things and it's like that's couldn't obviously there is a you know there is a community a great community in new york of orthodox folks but it's like most jews at least most that i know in my world are not you know rabbis yelling schmear yeah yeah also i don't know yeah yelling schmear that's like bordering anti-semitism <laughs> but that up in an einstein but it, yeah shop, i know right? and, and you know einstein's like i don't know who their owner is but you know they're run by some like corporate monster like mcdonald's oh them or something brandon what a week it's been for the the national league east though huh yeah crazy week honestly <laughs> like a lot of injuries, it seems like. Tons of injuries, seems like. Tons of injuries. Um, either inconsistent hitting or pitching. I guess that's baseball in general. I guess I'm just naming the things that happen in baseball. <laughs> it's like sometimes they got on base, sometimes yeah. they got hit by pitches. It was wild this week. Yeah, honestly, super crazy. Um, the Braves are the most interesting team to me because they have had some really fun stories this year, but also their rotation is extremely banged up right now. Yeah, um, and it seems like I the know. games that they win, they're winning by like one run and it's like 13 to 12 or something like that. Yeah, dude. They also, they played a weird series with the Cubs where they went, they lost 13 to four and then won the exact next day, 13 to four. Isn't that I weird? know. Yeah, I saw that. I think that was the first, uh, I don't know the exact stat on that, but I think it was like the first time in the modern era since that the that's 20s ever happened? or something like that. Yeah. That's oh, no, insane. I think it was, yeah. it was it was a Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know. I'm talking on my ass now, but there, there <laughs> no, was something no, 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 I read. No, the Philadelphia. The, <laughs> I think it was the the Philadelphia A's. It was oh, okay. game, It was two games in a row that they were a part of that was. Oh, I got you. I believe that's okay. what it was, but also I'm probably talking about out of my ass here. No, it's just I something mean, I saw in like the the tunnel of Twitter. At some point. Brandon, we've already we've already defined ourselves as not a math podcast, which means that we can just be factually inaccurate about anything we talk about. I think <laughs> we don't like math this week at all. No, we hate math this week until later when we actually did write some statistics down in the rundown today. Brandon, there is some stuff that we wrote down. Spoiler alert! But uh, you're gonna Spoiler hear some alert. We soon. have some math uh, that we're we okay some, with. Um, yeah, we but dabble. I, the Braves, honestly, like 
Uh, Freed is now out with an injury. Smiley's out. out with an injury. They're number five starter. Soroka, which I didn't even know this till recently, he has shoulder issues, so he's past the Achilles oh, issue. God. So he's oh, shoulder, that's keeping him yeah, out. Soreness probably from building up um, his arm. So all three of them are on the IL right now. Uh, the Braves rotation's thin, and Ian Anderson's looked a little shaky, a little here, shaky and there, yeah. here and there. Um, so. Not to mention that Acuna got got a little messed up. Uh, what was that, two nights ago now? We're recording this on Tuesday, as we always do, Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really gave my best mud impression, as we always do. Is that what he sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> no, not at all. No, that's not what he, mud listens to this. Mud, I'm so sorry I did not do your like actually good radio voice any sort of uh, any sort of favors there, so my apologies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's. I, I don't think Acuna's been on the IL. I'm pretty sure he's day-to-day, right? Yeah, I think he's day-to-day right now, but uh, he's been so fun to watch recently. I don't know if you saw like... Uh, yeah, you probably did because it was against the Marlins. But uh, when Jazz caught that uh, the sack fly in like shallow center field, oh, and he just insane it home. Acuna and- has truly been the scariest person for me to watch in any game I've played or I've I've watched as a Marlins fan. Like he is so scary, dude. He's doing everything. I think he hit like three or four home runs in his series against us. Like anytime he came out the play, and there were clutch home runs, like like to tie the ball game or. He's stealing. Pay- I mean, he's just insane, dude. He is so fun to watch. Like before this injury, he was my clear NL MVP favorite. Um, yeah, yeah I, and just- I and I think you're right too because he's honestly he's been the most fun player to watch. And honestly, he's one of those players that transcends your team. I've talked about this before, but where like yeah, when the Mets play him, I'm dreading if he gets on base. But he, he he's so fun to watch, and and honestly, just like brings that excitement back to baseball. But yeah, I, I think so in the first 15 games, he racked up a 1.6 F-war. F-war. Oh. F-war. We are talking numbers today. We're talking baby. numbers. We, yeah. we love F- math now. F-war. <laughs> F-war. Like F-war. That but, sounds uh, like like a like a, a predecessor to uh, like an Alice in Chains band. <laughs> like oh no, we're talking grunge bands <laughs> again. Grunge again. We can't get it out. We're we're a numbers and a grunge podcast. Yeah, that's insane though that he's already gotten over a one war and he just started... Yeah, and, and which is a pace of seventeen point three over one hundred sixty-two games. Whoa, yeah. holy! Yeah, I, I can bleep now as as evidence on the last podcast. So, holy oh, baby, that's holy insane! Damn it! Yeah, okay, that's how people curse. Brandon, um, I I was wondering though, we should call this the Degrom because like when when you're able to appreciate a baseball player so much that it doesn't matter if they're beating the hell out of your oh, team. Oh, the Degrom. That should be the Degrom. So I like maybe that. we have a Degrom of the week. We have a Degrom so of the week, watch. and yes. then we have a VR of the week, we have the which VR. is the most frustrating player to watch. <laughs> Although VR, we're gonna get to it, but VR, very nice week for the Mets. I know. Listen, this is how he gets you as a former VR guy. He'll like he'll really rope you in with like a week to ten days of great play, and then I'll get picked off at first three times in a row and just really drive <laughs> you up the wall. I like um, your idea though. Yes, yeah, so a Degrom award, which is either gonna be given to Degrom or Acuna. <laughs> Almost every single week. Almost yeah. every week. Or Jazz. I don't want to jump or, the gun here. We're going to talk about Jazz here in a minute, but mm-hmm. or Jazz Chisholm, who's been a lot of fun so far this week, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the Braves seem to be coming back into form a little bit. Obviously, they got killed by the Marlins. <laughs> um, sorry, I, had to, I don't know why I turned into like an evil Disney villain when I... Uh, uh, the, I Marlins the Marlins villain. I would like... I wish Billy the Marlin sounded like that. Like if, he, oh if like a kid would take a picture with him at, at Lone Depot <laughs> Park, and oh, then you know he would, that. under his breath, he'd be like... <laughs> What if he sounded just like Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons? <laughs> That's kind of what I'm imagining you're saying. Just like They're smoking like, cigarettes and and slamming beers, slamming duff. Honestly, I think that would surpass the Philly Fanatic and Mr. Met as the best mascot in the NL East if Billy the Marlin smoked cigs and yes. had a had a deep, raspy cigarette smoker's voice. 
Absolutely. I completely agree. Also, Brandon, the, the Braves had the best feel-good story of the week in the NL East, too. So they've had a lot. They, last week, we spoke about um, that Adrianza kid who hit a hit a bomb recently. So he's starting a little bit with um, uh, with a few injuries to the team. But not Adrianza, but Sean Kazmar Jr. Not Sean, not sh- not Scott Kazmir, the pitcher. <laughs> yes. Sean Kazmar Jr., the second Kazmar of the Kazmar clan. And uh, yeah, so he made his first MLB appearance since 2008 with the Padres, the 100-loss Padre team, where he played 19 Insane. games. The man's been in the minors for about 13 years, came Grinded. up with the Braves, got in that bat. Um, yeah, but he's on the club right now, and he said he wanted to see his kids uh, watch him play in an MLB uniform, and he made the team. I think he's still up with the injuries to the Braves, so who knows, maybe he'll get a hit. Or I also, I don't want to throw some water on this beautiful story, but I'm pretty sure his first at-bat, he hit into a double play, too. Well, I don't so want to bring welcome, that up. Welcome to the majors, baby. Well, we're not saying there wasn't a reason that he was in the minors for so long, but yes. not talking Listen. shit on Kazmar Jr., Brandon, you watched me play softball together. We were in a softball league. I have absolutely no stones to throw about anybody's baseball athleticism or ability to play the game at all, okay? I don't think I hit one home run in two seasons. It is like a 200-pound man getting an underhand <laughs> pitch. I was hoping I could at least get one on my uh, my statistics. But no, we obviously, that's awesome. Anybody making it up to the majors, that's a lot of fun. And, and, and to do it, for your, uh, do it for your family, that's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, my question is, do you think that they do a sequel to The Rookie? <laughs> with Sean Kazmar Jr. Brandon and I have talked loosely about what we might do during the off season, um, assuming that our podcast has our 23 listeners all the way through this season. Um, and we were talking about doing movie reviews, baseball movie reviews. And the rookie is like a standout. Like I have a very vivid memory of going to the movie theater and, with my family and seeing that as a kid and just being like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm going to start throwing baseballs in front of speed limit detectors as, as much as I can. That movie ruled. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, what's interesting, we spoke about this last week, but, uh, you know, we're in our prime of, if we were baseball players, we'd be in our prime right now, right? Yes, so, famously. Also, hard to say what we did talk about on the podcast last week, because I don't who know knows? what made it and what did it, but yes, you're saying. I still don't know what you're talking about, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so we could technically, if we, you know, if we reached 35, we're grizzled, maybe we're coaching a high school oh, baseball yeah. team for some reason with no qualifications <laughs> other than this podcast, we could also be the rookie three after the sean kazmar rookie we could be the third rookie that would be listen that sounds more like the bad news bears to me honestly (laughs) (laughs) well that's what we experience on our softball team truly yeah we have uh i would never advertise advertise my personal instagram account on uh on this podcast but the like one of the last three posts i made in the last four years was mike celebrating our first win after like 12 consecutive losses which was us winning seven to six facing a team of mostly older people (laughs) and us celebrating like we won the world series (laughs) oh yeah i mean it was embarrassing there was a moment where i was like okay like i'm very happy we won too but like throwing gloves in the air hugging (laughs) jumping up and down in front of a bunch of 60 year old people in burbank and oh my god yeah, dude. Also, do you remember? Okay, we're getting really off track here. Um, but like, remember the meeting that we went to for the for the the, oh, the second yeah. season that we did? And in the meeting, they're like the, the timid guy speaking in front, be like, "All right, I know we're very frustrated with the umpires, but we have to stop screaming at them, or you will be ejected from the games." <laughs> they had to be like, "You're not on the Dodgers. <laughs> You're playing slow pitch coed softball." They also like really snuck in the a little bite, and they're like, "And some of the umpires have complained about smelling alcohol on the." breath so <laughs> on like, the breath <laughs> on the breath like the like yeah like we don't see all of the teams showing up with the coolers um 
Um, yeah. But that was, yeah, that was that was an exciting time. But we listen, yeah. So anyways, long story short, we got no stones to throw. I'm just glad that the guy made it into the Major League Baseball. We're happy to see anybody do that. Yeah, he'll get a hit. That, that's, yeah. you know, early prediction. He'll get, he gets a hit this week. That That's how baseball works. He'll get a hit. I'm confident. Yeah, um, yeah. Brandon, let's talk about your Mets, though, baby. The pitching oh, has been kind of off the wall recently. The pitching's been insane. Uh, so they went to uh, Colorado Got snowed out. Of course they did because every two games have been canceled Dude, for the Mets this season. Insane how few baseball games you've played. Really and insane. They're in Chicago right now, and apparently it was 20 with snowstorms. So we'll see if they get this into the. Are apparently, you kidding, dude? What'd you say? I said, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding at all. No. So it's oh it's snowing God. in Chicago right now. So, I mean, we're recording this Tuesday at, at 4 Central Time. The game's yeah. at 7. I haven't seen any updates, but... Uh, yeah, it's supposed to clear out by the time Taiwan Walker and, and Arietta pitch tonight. Um, but who knows? That's going to be a miserable game regardless for the players. But yeah, so they went to Colorado. Miserable weather. DeGrom starts the next game. It looks like it's going to be another one of those DeGrom. I know, dude. DeGrom pitches his heart out. He, he struck out nine people in a row. One shy of the record by Met legend Tom Seaver, who has 10 strikeouts in a row from a 1970 game against the Padres. Nine strikeouts. After that, the wheels kind of fall off. Bad McNeil play. Three unearned runs. Like, wow, DeGrom's going to be 0-2 on this season. Mets yeah, come back, thankfully. still maintaining his, like, sub-1 ERA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but uh, luckily, the runs were not earned. The Mets come back. Um, Lindora has the has a big hit for the Mets. Your boy VR has a nice hit. Let's but yeah, go. DeGrom, first three starts, .45 ERA, one earned run, three walks, 35 Ks. Wow, dude, that's insane. That's truly insane. Also, like, I know what nine strikeouts in a row means, but when it's put to me in the terms that he's just struck out every single player on the Rockies in order, that's just, it's truly an insane accomplishment. Like, I know we have, I think on every single podcast we've done so far, gushed about how great DeGrom is, but, like, for good reason. He is continuing to just light it up. My Listen, my... I don't want to call back on too many podcasts ago, but my uh, DeGrom for NL MVP is still kind of uh, not looking too bad if he can win some games. You know what? I would love to see it, and I think it's still possible if Mets offense heats up a little bit, he could still win 20 games is all I'm saying. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and I know um, that's, that's just a nice stat that doesn't mean much, but that that would be amazing. But, yeah, aside, I'll, what are you going to say? I'm just saying. I, we also have to bring up the Stroman catch. What an insane play that was. Yeah, so Stroman also, by the way, after his win in Colorado – Throws a gem, eight innings. He's 3-0 right now with a .90 ERA. But yeah, he makes that incredible catch um, and then sort of like rolls it with like seven hops to Pete. Not sure if the throw was the best, but maybe in yeah. that position. Do you he think said, he did that on purpose? So he said that he, uh, to make the, to get the, the ball out of his hand quicker, instead of him planting his feet and throwing, he knew he had to roll it. Not sure if that's true or not. I know yeah. Stroman is a little bit of a showman, right? Which I love. Yes, I love course. that he yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so he rolls it. Pete does a nice little stretch and nabs it from the ground. But And then he looks, he has his glove and he looks oh, at the, the Mets like and goes, yeah. this is gold. This, this is gold. gold. The gold glove. Yeah, Which is kind of funny because the catch was incredible behind the back catch. Um, but the throw was so silly that it's very funny that he said, this is gold after yes. that. Yeah, I know. And he just like a true dribbler. It looks like Ozuna trying to gun out a bomb at the yeah. plate from uh, last week. Um, Brandon, I got to ask, has Mets Twitter ever done a Photoshop yet of like uh, taking Hugh Jackman's face off the showman poster and adding Marcus Stroman to it? No, I not, don't. Or you know, Mets Twitter is extremely active on graphic design. There's got There's a guy making like neon Met players like 
from big plays from the game. Like there's a lot of activity <laughs> going on on Mets Twitter. They're a little rabid, but no, I've never seen that. So if you want to be an, an imposter Mets fan for a day and <laughs> Photoshop that, I think they'd embrace it. We could tweet it from the the NL Feast podcast feed too at NL Feast. If you're not following already, oh, gotta do the shameless yeah, plug. Let's do gotta it. do the shameless plug. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I if I had Photoshop, I could figure it out, but I have no idea how to do. it. I know a little bit, setup, so, so yeah, we have homework. We have homework. We have yes, homework. I, like, I it. like it. But yeah, um, I mean, so Mets rotation between Degrom, Stroman, Walker, and Peterson have a combined ERA of one point nine five. That's before yeah, Carrasco dude. coming back from injury. That's before Noah coming back from injury. The Mets rotation is elite. It's really great. Is. They're pitching out of their brains right now. And I know David Peterson, I don't know if you remember this, but in I the do. division preview, I said, who's this guy? He's showing me up a little bit right now. I'm not going to lie. So my famine last week was actually, I thought Peterson was going to eat it uh, this past week against the Phillies for the second time. He pitched an absolute gem. So I ate my words, thankfully, because I'm a Mets fan, as we know. So Peterson, let's see what you got. I still think he's going to probably be sent to the bullpen or to AAA once, or alternate site once, um, uh, Noah or Carrasco come back, but yeah, but yeah, still very excited for the Mets rotation. But their hitting has been very sleepy. Um, yeah, we were talking Mets on. Twitter. Twitter, something very funny actually happened today, where because obviously you know everyone's been losing their mind because aside from Nimmo, um, who has just like an insane uh, on base percentage right now, no one's really hitting on the Mets still. Yeah, but okay. What's Mets going on Twitter posts this hilarious. It's one of those images where they do like four images to make one picture. Okay, yeah, so they say, uh, yeah, I'm familiar. So they posted three hours ago, they did offense on fire with the fire emoji. And then it had <laughs> Nimmo, 0.543 on base percentage, 447 average. Nimmo's been great. He's been like our catalyst yes. in any time we've scored. Then it says Dominic Smith. <laughs> this is a funny stat for me. 65.2% sweet spot percentage. <laughs> Ooh, that sweet spot. <laughs> Which I'm like, I know that's a thing. Like they have like ISO and like- It's like barrel stuff, hit, right? right? Barrel stuff. But yeah. it's still funny because it's like- and then uh, Lindor, they're like, six runs lead the Mets. And then Pete has a 100.9 mile per hour exit velocity, which is nothing to laugh at because that is incredible. No. And Pete has been starting to come out of his shell. But it's just very funny because, like, if you watch the Mets games right now, it's like, well, we're either going to win this one nothing or 2-1. to one. Yeah. So Dude, those are the I two know. options, it right? Also, it's, like, so clearly just cherry-picking the best offensive stats from every player that they could. <laughs> like, if you're calling it, like, exit velocity, which obviously is an indication. Like, hard-hit balls are a great indication of how well somebody's going to be playing. But, like, you, if he was hitting home runs, they would have just been, like, he's hit, he's the NL leader in home runs already or whatever, but it's not what's happening. Is that Ryan McMahon guy on the Rockies still the home run leader in the National League? Oh, I don't know if he is. He he had a rough series against the Mets, though. He was really fun to watch, though. He's actually on uh, one of my fantasy teams. But uh, he's cool, dude. Um, uh, oh, I was shocked we haven't talked about this yet already. But um, MLB, the, this is MLB the Show week, baby. I don't. I know you're not a big gamer, but they released MLB the Show uh, today on 420. Happy holidays, Brandon. You and Happy I. Happy holidays. Very, <laughs> yes. Uh, light up a doobie and pass it my way, Ooh. baby. <laughs> That's we're we're actually super high right now. Don't know if you can tell. Um, oh, absolutely. Very yeah. Two yeah. Two the two adult men that I know in my life that probably don't smoke any weed are talking about. You know what's funny? I read this is off topic, but I read a mutual friend of ours script. I don't think he he listens to the pod, but I read his script and I know he doesn't smoke pot either because he wrote something in the script that was like they were getting ready for a party. And then there was like, help me bring these bongs in from my trunk. And it's like, who's (laughs) who's bringing eight bongs into a party? (laughs) 
That's so funny. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I uh, had to stop smoking weed, baby. Makes me anxious as an adult now. It's just not not a fun ride. I I don't at all. I just I know it would make me anxious, so I just don't. That's true. Brandon is our yeah. Brandon is our our pure little boy. He's our I'm pure sweet. little boy. We love Brandon. Brandon looked at weed once and broke out in hives, so we knew it wasn't for him. <laughs> and then I was like, help me bring these bongs in for my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, speaking of high, you know what's really high is Jazz Chisholm's uh, batting average and on-base percentage. What did you think of that? Great transition. You got so excited looking at your face. I did. I, I was like, high. What could be high? What's on the What's on the rundown that I could do? Uh, yeah, dude, Jazz is is absolutely on fire. I also will try to do this. I'll edit it out if it doesn't work. But um, the Marlins Marlins Park, I refuse to call it Lone Depot Park, Lone Depot, was yeah. uh, was on fire after Jose Alfaro's walk off, and they made some noise. It sounded like this. Yeah, dude, it's been a real blast. I got very worried that the jazz hype was going to be um, was going to be a little bit much because of how young he was and how I mean he bat he hit under two hundred last season. Like was obviously has the power, but like you want to talk about uh, hard hit balls? He's in the eighty ninth percentile according to Baseball Savannah on like uh, hard hit balls, ninety six on X slugging percentage, like top ninety five percent for walks, top ninety five percent for speed, like. Just it really, really is blowing. He's also in the top 100% of barrel percentage. Speaking of barrel percentage, uh, it's him and Byron Buxton tied for number one, which is just good company to be in considering how, how talented Buxton's been playing this season so far. Yeah, honestly, he's so fun to watch, Jazz. I, and he's, I really like his uh, his confidence level, right? We're talking about Stroman a little bit, but it, obviously he we spoke about he made that comment uh, about DeGrom where he was like, oh, he's got a soft 100-mile-per-hour fastball. But then yeah, my favorite yeah. thing is him saying that he wants to hit homer off Zach Gallen, who he was traded for with the D-backs. So I looked it up, and we actually played the Diamondbacks six times in the first two weeks of May. Oh. So that opportunity will be presenting itself very soon. And Gallen's back. He's pitching today, Tuesday. He's like, he's healthy again. I know he he hurt himself swinging in spring training because uh, we, God, we can't have a designated hitter in the National League. We need pitchers to get hurt swinging, Brandon. Come on. I, um, I You know what? I believe in him. I think he's going to hit a bomb off Gallen. I like the confidence. I like what he brings. I, obviously... Don't like him talking shit on Degrom, of course not. But you know what? It was light. Not. It was fun. You know, I like some some playful banter off the field. That's what keeps baseball lively. That's what that's why basketball is so popular with the youth right now is because they talk shit. It's it's kind of a a soap opera in some regards, and I want baseball to bring Absolutely. some of that. And baseball doesn't suffer from the problem that football suffers in this, uh, which is that you can you can see baseball players' face. My big thing with football is like. It's so hard to recognize football players because uh, you don't know what they There's look like. There's also 90 like, players really on the team sport. for football, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, that obviously isn't helping anything. But, um, yeah, I think there's – what is the total roster? Like 52, 54, 56, something around there? God, yeah. someone's going to uh, – someone's going to – who's going to grill us for this? <laughs> <laughs> People are going to write in. They're going to email us so mad. Um, but, yeah, dude, Jazz has been so much fun. And he's also – like his on-base percentage is insane. It's not like he's uh, – it's not like he's just hitting the hell out of the ball. He's also taking a lot of walks, which is almost a bigger deal to me. Like it's – even if you're slumping and you can take walks, that's awesome. Like if you can still find a way to get on base even when you're cold, that's huge. Um, and it gives me a lot of confidence as like such a young hitter to have that plate discipline like that. Like that really excites me. That make that, that to me is more of a superstar indication. Like the barrel rate and all that stuff, that's great. Obviously, we love to see that. Um, but that doesn't – there's a good chance that doesn't stay like that forever. Um, and I like the, the, the plate discipline is just such a big deal for me. I'm really happy to see that he's, that he's got a good Hell eye. Oh yeah. Honestly, like, uh, by the way, if you hear, uh, I'm in the suburbs. So if you hear a lawnmower going by, that's my parents' neighbor oh, okay. seems to be mowing his lawn. 
on Tuesday <laughs> at 420. He didn't hear he didn't hear the 112th best baseball podcast is recording right now. What's he I thinking? put the on air sign outside and he didn't see it. So <laughs> no, I uh, oh, super exciting God. for you guys. And also, uh, what do you think of Alfaro? I know you were a little hesitant on him. He looks so good when uh, he came up for the Phillies before the real real Muto trade. Yeah. So how are you feeling yeah. about Alfaro now after his big game and like Dude. is a confidence was that like the turning point in Alfaro? Do you think he can sustain it? It'll be very interesting. Um, if I could have given, I know we didn't. We had talked about the Jonathan VR Ward, aka the most disappointing player on the team or in the, I guess, the division. I would have given it to Alfaro for like three weeks straight. Um, he really, every year, it's like it's kind of like it's obviously not as big of a deal, but we're we're kind of holding out for like the Brinson uh, breakout. You know how that's just seemingly never going to happen. Though there could be an opportunity there for that uh, soon. We'll talk about that in a minute, but. Um, Alfaro was really disappointing and it wasn't just offensively like uh, there's a lot of past balls that led to runs and like I know that that is not entirely on the catcher obviously but there's like there was more than one instance where he let a ball pass him and either the run scored or the runner advanced from second to third um, then moved people into scoring position and gave them the opportunity to score later on in the inning and that really kills you um, and I think Alfaro was lacking lacking confidence and it wasn't just a walk-off hit but he also hit one earlier in the game like he hit a he hit a single and not that double that clear that got ja- also speaking of jazz jazz scored the winning run in that game um, but yeah dude Alfaro's great there was a lot of rumblings on baseball or Marlins Twitter specifically to like do some sort of trade get rid of Alfaro Wallach uh, our backup catcher got the start in the playoffs last year I don't know if you remember that um, like Alfaro got benched in the playoffs which is obviously not a great for his confidence um, but then Mattingly had him come in and pinch it in the final Giants game um, in the ninth inning uh, when Marte got hurt. Um, and yeah, dude, I mean, obviously I'm happy. Like you love to see the, you love to see him hopefully turn it around. And uh, I think he's getting the start today. I wonder how much of that was a mental game. Cause you have to think, so he was traded as part of the package for JT. JT, him and Sixto were the, and pieces. I wonder how much of, the, of that was mental. He was him and Sixto were traded for a big player. He's going to a Marlins Huge team player. that he, that's, rebuilding and he knows he's going to be the starter so like how meant i wonder how how much of that is a mental game because if he was on the phillies maybe he you know he's kind of it's still mental but like he's packaged around like reese hoskins and and people don't necessarily know his name as much too because he's not like on the uh, the the ticker during the trades yeah i know exactly what you mean that's a good question i don't know i again like i mean speaking of confidence not to bring up the point i just said but like to be pulled from the playoffs that's a that's not a confidence booster by any stretch of the imagination um, and there was rumors that the Marlins were looking into Yerman Mercedes, that White oh, Sox yeah. guy that's been He's killing it for them uh, in the offseason, which means that obviously then the front office was hopefully trying to fill a little void with that catcher position. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's ever been a turnaround, like walking it off in front of the in front of the fans at home and the Marlins players have always had, I know statistically it doesn't back up, but every fan and every, and honestly, a lot of players will probably tell you um, that it's hard to hit in Marlins Park for some reason. It feels like there's a lot of like uh, flyouts to to deep center field, um, and they even move the walls in once. Yeah. But yeah, this has got to be huge for him to be able to hit it home, hit in front of the fans. That's what led to that chant that maybe I dropped in earlier. If you're wondering what I'm referencing to, that means that it didn't work. I couldn't pull the audio on Twitter, <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude, I, I'm really hoping that this is the this is his opportunity to turn around and, and prove to us that he's our starting catcher for the future. Yeah, I think what's you know encouraging for your fish is despite Sixto and Hernandez being down for the count that you guys are still 500, right? You, yes. As of today. We, I think and, as of today. And yes. as of today, I know it's small sample size, but you're the only team in the NL East with a positive run differential. Which That's insane to me. Yeah. That's really weird because, like, 
there were some there were like a couple bad losses like i'm pretty sure the rays put up uh put up some runs on us and like i guess if you think about it though we have great starting pitching so maybe that's there's like less opportunity for people to do that um though sandy had some some frustrate like he didn't i know he allowed technically on the line a lot of earned runs but it really didn't i forget what exactly the circumstances were but he didn't um he was not as responsible for it as the stat line would suggest but yeah that's awesome dude i really think it i mean our offense just turned around in the brave series that was huge like adam duvall obviously like came out so hot um, I, I benched him the that, day that, before on my fantasy team <laughs> I know, I and he hit four dude, homers dude. in that series yeah he had seven rbis yeah. in one game he like tied the marlins record for most rbis in one game um so he came back to life. I mean, Starling Marte was was playing so well before he got injured, and yeah, that's a big he's loss. Not out that long, but he'll be out. I think I saw the estimate is around thirty games, Ooh. which is really, really brutal. And that is not a position that we have a lot of great depth in. Obviously, Lewis Brinson's getting his up. last shot, probably right. I would say so. I mean, he already got uh, sent down to assignment. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, he could get DFA'd if this goes really badly. Um, also, a dude named Brian, who I had never heard of, that they were thinking about calling up and putting One in a name, position. Brian. <laughs> I know, right. um, Brian. So yeah, so we're we're what was it? God, I'm just gonna look it up real fast. How about the swag um, on a player if, if he comes up and goes, "My name's Brian," and that's his only name. Oh my god, that's a good sign that that if yeah, if you can uh, if you can do the one thing on the jersey. There's a lot of soccer players that do that, like the one. Oh thing yeah, because they all have special oh, nicknames my, and all that. Absolutely, I. Googled Brian Marlins as if I didn't expect Brian Anderson to be on every single page. What am I thinking? Anyways, yeah. So there's a dude that they're thinking about calling up. I saw Craig Mish tweeting about it earlier. Um, but yeah, dude, this is Brinson's last chance. I'm really hoping for the best. I am. Yeah, dude, it's hard to be confident. But uh, but I really, I mean, I liked what I, I love Sweet Lou too. He seems like such a nice guy. Like he seems like such a good person. Um, and he's obviously like was such a highly touted prospect and then to be the the main piece in that Christian Yelich trade put a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, maybe um, it's the same thing, right? As Alfaro. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I know the mental game is a big part of it and we were talking about Stroman earlier. They always at, he has his own mental health coach, you know what I mean? And No way, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and he uh yeah, and he uh yeah, he they ask him pretty much after every one of his starts the Mets reporters always ask him like about his mental game because they see him talking to himself out there and like, you know, looking up at the sky and then all this stuff. And like, uh, yeah, I, I think you have to imagine there's players that get the yips, you know, like Daniel Bard, sure. who, uh, we just saw in the Rockies, Mets just saw in the Rockies. Yeah. Who get the yips. Yeah. They don't pitch for a while or they can't throw the ball to first base or to home plate. I'm sure the mental I mean, game is huge. My other team that I support, the the Orlando Magic, there's rumors that Markel Fultz's stroke was lost because he got the yips. Ooh. There's also rumors it was a motorcycle accident, though, Brandon, so who really knows the oh, truth? That's um, our other pod. I know you're... I know. Brandon's like, yes, my favorite basketball player, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, I, I bought ah, a Patrick Beverly jersey for my father for his birthday. <laughs> who was it that I compared to Patrick Beverly? God, it's going to kill me. There's a player like Tenacious... Birdie. It was John Birdie. It was... It was uh, he's Patrick Beverly with intentionally people injured. We love Birdie and Beverly. Uh, but, Brandon, we got to talk about the, the Nationals, too. We've covered a lot of the, the teams so far in our division, but haven't really spoke too much about the Nationals. Um, uh, if, you're, if you're a Nationals fan, you got to be a little worried about the starting pitching right now. Yeah, obviously. I mean, so aside from Scherzer, who just passed Cy Young on uh, the strikeout I list, saw what that, place dude. is he now on Good the strikeout list? He passes Cy Young. It's in the high teens or early 20s, I think. Uh so he, he entered Friday's matchup against the D-backs with the 2,798 career strikeouts. He notched his eighth strikeout to lead off the seventh inning to tie Cy Young for 22nd in Major League history, 2,806 punch-outs. That's hey, insane. that's pretty good, good to him, tie dude. the guy who's who the premier you pitching. See, 
uh, award is named after. Is named after. Yeah. yeah, that's a good sign that you're doing something all right. Did you see the the gif of him in the in those dugout getting super hyped and just screaming at the first person oh. in front of him and like grabbing the shoulders of the hitting coach and be like, ah, and then just like walking away like the madman he is. Yeah. Was that the hitting coach? Is that who that was? I, it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the hitting coach. I think that's what I read. Cause it was like, not a player, not like the, not like the manager as just like a, a random. And you could tell he was the from the guy's abuse. back. You could tell he was scared. <laughs> like he, his <laughs> shoulders tensed up and he, and it was like Scherzer you could I mean Scherzer's eyes are already crazy but like you could see him kind of be like oh not the guy I meant to grab <laughs> it's kind of like from he definitely meant yeah, to grab like Jan awesome. Gomes or something for sure yeah scream at somebody um, he should have been screaming at Patrick Corbin though because Patrick Corbin has not been playing well so far and that's hey you know what that's okay I'm just kidding I love Patrick Corbin he's great <laughs> you love his politics hey, Brandon big fan let's golf with Trump and Patrick Corbin <laughs> no you know what yes I hope this so is some Corbin, sort of karmic what did you say? I said I hope this is some sort of karmic punishment. You, you know what? All I'm gonna say is Patrick Corbin not pitching well. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, out of all of the people that I, uh, I don't want to pitch well, he's probably pretty. High no, list, but honestly, he's never really into not to me. be not to be biased and Elise fans. But all I'm gonna say is. I, obviously, if you're a Nationals fan, you have to be worried because aside from Scherzer, Strasburg's on the aisle, and you know that's it's not supposed to be long, but you know Strasburg, you never really know. Corbin's not pitching great. Uh, Joe Ross, who was pitching really well, gave up ten earned run and four homers last night. Dude, I saw that because our shout out to Drew. I don't think Drew listens to this podcast, but he's a big Nationals fan, so I like asked him for a straight rundown, and he bragged about Joe. And then Joe, they got clobbered last night. They got really, they got the the. The piss kicked out of him, Brandon. <laughs> the piss, the fish piss. Remember they, the Marlins? The fish piss kicked Marlins right beer. out of him. Dude, we are we are. I think we have officially called back every episode we've done so far. That's an <laughs> this is just for us. Dude, that um, this is just for us. Well, yeah. you know what's weird? The <laughs> yeah. uh, the Nationals they did actually lead the league in batting average as of this past Sunday, um, but only Schwarber, Turner, and Soto have hit dongs for them. I'm pretty sure. So the, the, I think they're just yeah, a very flawed and I saw, team in general where it's like they have these big hitters. Obviously, Soto and Turner are two of the premier hitters in the National League or the major leagues. But, you know, aside Turner's from that, like Schwarber's going to hit a dong every once in, uh, once in a while. But I don't know. I, I just see the Nationals as the most flawed team in the NL East. And I know we've said maybe the Phillies were, but it's yeah. like the more I'm seeing the Nationals, and I know they had the COVID scare, so maybe, you know, they, they got off to a, a bat. Shaking exactly. up a little rust, yeah, still. But I don't know. I think they're the most flawed team, and I just don't buy the Nationals at all as a real threat in the NL East. We'll see. They have a lot of talent, but also, you know, I think Leicester went down with COVID. So they're very flawed. We'll see if Strasburg can bounce back soon. And if Corbin, obviously, he's a veteran pitcher, and, you know, we love Corbin. So we love Corbin. We love on Corbin spot. on the spot. But, Matt and Corbin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But with the Nationals, not, not too hyped on them whatsoever. Although Trey Turner... He leads all shortstops in Homer, Homer's slugging, OPS, and four. Dude, four. We love four. Okay, never mind. We love math again. Um, yeah, dude, Trey Turner rules. Trey Turner's a very fun player to watch. Like, uh, just anybody that's that quick and can also just, like, hit the hell out of the ball, that is a kind of a baseball player that, like, you need to put – I mean, again, that's kind of Jazz Chisholm, right? It's like the a dude that they can just, like, crush homers and then also steal bases. It's, a, it's a, what Acuna does. Like, those are the most exciting players. Yeah, um, five-tool guys, Turner right? Trey Turner does both of those things – yeah, that's five to a contact. Okay, can you name oh, all the five wow. tools? Brandon? Okay, um, power. You got speed, it. I, I'm confident. Defense. Yes. Yes. Baseball a- acumen, like IQ. Is that on there? I 
I think hit for, hit for contact, hit for contact, hit for power, athleticism, defense, and I always forget the last one. We're gonna look this up. And we have a baseball podcast, so you know we know what we're talking about. Baby. Uh, the five-tool <laughs> player is a player. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess some sort of athleticism or some sort of play discipline. Okay. Like takes a walks. player that can hit for a high batting average, for power, contact, runs the bases yes, well, homers. We love fields that. well, and throws okay. well. That's what we forgot, I think. Yeah. Throws well. Oh, okay. Has a strong yeah, arm. That's definitely what we forgot. I guess we kind of looped we looped that into Brandon and Sam are more four-tool players. We just call it fielding. We, and that's, if, that's okay, that. if we were tooled <laughs> players, I think we would probably have... Oh, okay. Yes. None of them? I I can't confidently say I would any say, of yeah, them. I, I, I'm batting I 0 for 5 on all of those. Yeah. And I'm a... I was really trying to find a joke there about being like a tool player, like being a tool, and I just it didn't come to me. <laughs> hey, you are a tool, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one tool. I'm not two tools. I'm five tools, <laughs> Five tool player sounds like uh, my brother, right? Hey, Pledge, drink the fish piss and crack it on your head. Dude, have I ever told you the story about my... Man, I have just been so off the rails this podcast, but have I ever told you the story about the time that a Pledge came into a stand-up show I was doing at a nacho bar? Um, and like, I was able to just kind of tell him to do whatever he wanted when I was on stage and he did it. And he like took a tequila shot and a shot of hot sauce, like on stage in the middle of my set. This was like Tallahassee comedy. So there, there was like four comedians watching and then whatever poor sap accidentally walked into this like Chipotle ripoff. Um, but when you say a pledge, you weren't in a fraternity. You're saying that the pledge was sent there to be the, no, God, no. the, uh, the little boy for the man on stage. Yes. I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain he was picking up food for the fraternity. Like it was very, it was like early fall. So they were still doing all of the, the grunt work that they have to do as, as pledges. And yeah, he just was like a bro wearing, cause he was wearing a full suit. And I was like, uh, I was doing crowd work because I don't know what else am I going to do when, when everybody in the town has heard my set 14 times, right? Right. New material. God, no. Um, but I was, I was doing crowd work on him and he was in a full suit and I was like, what are you doing? Why are you in a full suit? And he's like, Oh, it's pledge. I have to do like, I have to do all this crap. And I was like, all right, will you do anything? I tell him he's like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just took a shot of hot sauce on stage. It kind That's of incredible. So I actually did a similar thing where I was also not in a fraternity, but I went to my roommate's fraternity and he was in like the Southern boy fraternity. Cool. So a little scary. Kappa alpha. So yeah, so he was in that fraternity and my other friend and I went there. We were not in the fraternity. We went there and I remember us just yelling, just drinking beers before a, a FSU football game, and us just yelling at the pledge, big pledge, get me another beer. And we we started giving them nicknames, like we were like, that one's Freddie Mercury because he has a mustache. And it was anyway. They they had they started asking who are you guys with, and we had to be like Brandon Schmidt, and they were like, oh, we don't even like that guy, which they didn't. He's fine. He's a Braves fan. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, future guess. Not after that comment. <laughs> yeah, so Noah pitched against the Mets right before that and he was looking a little iffy, gave up three and runs to like a struggling Mets offense, but yeah, I mean, you you knew he'd come into his own because he is a top, top five tier. pitcher in yeah. the National League, maybe top. Yeah, I mean, DeGrom, Kershaw, Nola, Scherzer. Flaherty, I would that. have guessed. 
But Flaherty has. I was gonna say kind of Bauer, but I don't. Oh yeah, we don't. I don't know. We don't want to say. Do we mention Bauer. his name? We don't want to say, say Bauer. His name? Um, did you see? Theo shall not be named. Did you Patrick see, Corbin and Bauer. Yeah, Patrick, too. Also, probably very similar politics. <laughs> if I had to take a guess, <laughs> probably best friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, Nola obviously, 10K shutout uh, against the Cardinals. Super fun. Um, I don't know. I love watching him pitch too. I, it's frustrating he's on the Phillies, but him and Wheeler, great pitchers. Um, I think good humans. I'd I think better than humans, the Bauer yeah. Corbin. I, I do tend to just kind of err on the side of caution when I call baseball players good people just because of <laughs> some of the baseball players I met when I was in high school. Uh, but, but I hope that... You know I what scares me sometimes? That's funny you bring that up because what scares me sometimes is sometimes seeing if like there's just the ball that's like a little off the plate and then the umps, then like the batters are just really pissed at the umps. And mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of like empathize with the umps sometimes. Yeah, like, dude. He's just doing his job. He's just trying his best. <laughs> What do you mean? You you don't have to bark at him. It's the first inning. Yeah, I think he has feelings too. Did you see uh, the John Boy broke down a Max Muncie homer off of Madison Bumgarner once? And it was like pitch three, and Bumgarner's already swearing the umpire out. And he's like, It's too early for this, Madison. Stop it. It's the first inning. And he was like screaming at him because he was three pitches in it and just absolutely, literally, verbally harassing the umpire. It's true. I think you need you need them to. Here's a new here, baseball like stupid rules. I'm proposing my stupid rule. I love it. You need to establish what the umps strike zone is, what's going on. So give it two innings, I would say, before you can bark at them. Agree. You know what I'm yes, saying? They... And if they go out of outside of that plan, because sometimes, okay, they're just calling high strikes. That's, that's what I'm saying. You just got to accept that. Yes. If you know, if they do it consistently, yes, then that's okay agree. for that day. Yes. But if they're changing it up from there, from that point on, if they're calling a low strike after that, bark away. Be consistently good. Be consistently bad. That doesn't bother me. Just be consistent. It's it's that's what it is. It's like if they've are okay, can you establish the corner? Can you establish the like going low, going high? Like what are they giving you that day? And then working around that. But like when yeah, when you have no idea what they're calling, that's what that, I completely agree. It's the most frustrating. There's like a really great Twitter account. I don't know if you follow that that does like umpire scorecards at the end. Oh yeah, game. so good. Yeah, that's a lot so of fun. fun. I haven't seen like an Angel Hernandez one yet, but I need to check that Ooh, one out. Oh dude, yeah, that's brutal. What did, didn't Angel Hernandez just try to get a uh, say he was discriminated against during the off season, and then they were like, no, you're just bad at your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he lost. Yeah, he. So the same person that represented Joe West in his case represented Angel Hernandez. Hernandez lost his case. Joe West won his case. And honestly, but, um, yeah, speaking of people that we know has bad politics, Joe West also on that list. Also, I was going to say this, Madison Bumgarner also probably on that list if I had to take a guess. He's a democratic socialist, actually. Is he really? No. I'm oh, my kidding. God. I can't. You really had me fooled there for a second. I was like, of all people I would expect to be part of. Like yeah, he's in charge of the, of the Arizona chapter. Wow. Very um, cool. How Bumgarner's really getting around a lot. Isn't he like a ranch guy? Didn't he come out and say he was like a cattle guy or did like professional cattle stuff hold on i'm gonna look this up this is worthy of a story on here if you ranch guy um, <laughs> yeah can you tell that i know what i'm talking about when i can you uh, tell that you live in in new york yeah. and i live in los angeles <laughs> okay ranch guy okay yes dude this is an npr article from uh from 2020 mvp pitcher madison bumgarner has a secret life as a champion cattle roper look at this dude oh my god i'm so glad i wasn't just making this up by accident i just sent you the link this is so funny look at that picture it's just madison bumgarner for the obviously there's no visuals just riding a horse around the warning track of a baseball field. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so great. Oh my, that reminds me. Mark Melanson runs a uh, the Padres closer leaf pitcher uh, runs a uh, lawn service. Oh, no, okay. yeah, that's like when Larry Bird uh, hurt his back and ruined his basketball career because he refused to let anybody else pave his mother's uh, driveway. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't dude. even know that he, story. Yeah, he had really, really bad back injuries, but like, uh, it was supposedly caused by him trying to try to pave the pave his his mother's driveway. That sounds like a weird euphemism. I don't know if I'm ever going to say that again. 
Yeah, I don't like that. Pay for that was driveway. unsettling. Yeah. Did you see Bo Burdum's playing Larry Bird in the HBO uh, series about the, the 80s basketball stuff? I did. Who's playing Patrick Beverly? That's, <laughs> yes, Brandon's got his basketball knowledge up to date. Um, did we touch on every... Uh, every well, we didn't talk. We didn't so talk far? about the the Phillies, so they actually had a COVID scare themselves. Oh, that's true. So that's true. So we we talked about obviously the the Nationals and Braves, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, decimated rotations. Mm-hmm. But now Matt Moore is out um, on the COVID quarantine list. That's tough. Um, along with two Phillies coaches, um, Torres, who's who's their utility guy off the bench, and Alvarado's that great throwing lefty we always talk about. Yeah, we like um, Alvarado. Great throwing lefty. Great throwing lefty. But, uh, he throws heat though, so I, I'm a kind kind of a fan of him. He does throw heat. Yeah, so they're they're all on the quarantine list, but they somehow were still able to play. I don't know if they just they they did the uh, uh, what, is it, what do you, what you call it where you uh, have to check you oh, know, who was yeah, in con- yeah, the contact yeah. stuff, uh, contact tracing, and. Yeah, so it uh, they were somehow able to play despite that, even though like the Twins were shut down for a bit uh, in regards to to COVID, and as were the Nationals, of and course. The, and so the, very I mean, odd how they were able to play, but yeah, so they they have a little a little bit of a hole going on there. Astros haven't been shut Nationals, down, but they also have done a good uh, have had a fair amount of dudes sitting on the, the COVID IL for last week. Yeah, Altuve I guess it's the contact Jordan. tracing. I think that's what it is deal. too. Um, I mean, uh, the Phillies might benefit from Matt Moore being out because he has a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in his last outing against St. Louis, he has 9.82 ERA, giving up a 354 batting average. So, and two in. I'll it. say it again. I think if as long as the Phillies are still in it over the summer months, I do think they're going to trade for a pitcher that becomes available. I don't know if that's like a like if the Reds are out of it, like Castillo. That's a good. Point, I don't know dude. if it's someone like that big, but like pitchers will be available, and I'm certain and i like i kind of changed my tune on this phillies team i think i like this phillies team a little bit more now andrew mccutcheon's been playing really bad in left field i was reading an article about it today um but andrew mccutcheon's like such a fun personality that I, he can he can hit 152 all season i don't care i, I love mccutcheon yeah he was one of those players that i was disappointed when he went to the phillies I you know, know yeah i was like oh i love mccutcheon yeah but i mean honestly uh dd love dd at Didi's shortstop great. i don't love him defensively also we've talked about but you, you notice dd love... wears a mask still i kind of love that dd's like one of the only players still wearing a mask on the field so i found out why actually so he actually does have a kidney issue oh no his whole life oh apparently God. so he's just being extra um safe i Good think he's him. already yeah. gotten vaccinated and everything but love it love to see it honestly and and a lot of players wear wear the mask when they get on base too which is great yeah love to see it i mean honestly they should be promoting that and then you know if young kids are watching you know Puts them in the right Puts them in the mindset. right headset. Yes, we need more of that. Get in the right mindset. And Gabe Kapler. Yeah, Gabe Kapler returning to Philadelphia this week, too. Yeah, so uh, Kapler left the Phillies. I remember he was fired, rather. Not well-liked by the Phillies whatsoever. That's Kapler. what it seems like, right? And it was kind of surprising that, because he coached two, te- two years, I think, with the Phillies, and uh, they were just disappointing teams. Yeah. Like, they never were able to... Get over to, the hump. Um, yeah, get over the hump. So... Kapler comes back uh, last night, his first game as a Giants manager, which was surprising he even got that job because people thought he would never manage again, but he got the job as a Giants manager, obviously. Wins his 200th game against the Phillies in Philadelphia last night. That's so his... he has 200 and 200 record wow. as, of, as of Monday night um, oh. as a manager, which is cool. I keep calling on you for other sports references, and I 
just know that you're not going to get them. What was, I can do some football. Okay. What was the Rams? Co- Jeff Fisher. He's the Jeff Fisher of baseball. Jeff and Titans coach. I'm in Nashville right now. Famous Brandon, Titans coach. Okay. All right. I got to give you more credit then. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, dude. Gabe Kapler also was doing some weird stuff when the Giants were playing the Marlins, just like really going for the splits, like like pinch hitting in the in the seventh, eighth, and ninth with dudes that can that like go put in righties in against lefties and lefties in against righties. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hey, as we learned, honestly, I, I think, you know, managers don't manage as much as they used to, right? Isn't the whole thing that like, oh, they just give you the lineup card yes, now, right? They're more motivational. So I think, you know, sometimes maybe they're over-managing just to like oh, have some authority on the field. Yeah, right? that's really interesting. Huh, I kind of like that theory, Brandon. Maybe should we, we should change that for our top three. We love baseball, we love mental health, and instead of passion, we love letting managers have a little decision-making. Oh, I like that. You that's like, like kind of a that that's part of baseball, but you know what? That maybe that's its own thing. That's its own thing. Yeah. We're, I'm glad that we remember the top three things that we love. But Brandon, we have arrived at my least yes. my least favorite segment on the show because I'm so bad at it. Sixty second stories. If you don't know the drill, this is how it goes. If you can't tell from the name, um, maybe you need a little bit more help than advice on how to tell a 60-second story. But Brandon and I will both tell a story. You think our listeners are dumb, don't you? <laughs> Based on some of the Apple podcast reviews that we've had, yeah, it's not <laughs> too far of a stretch. Um, yeah, so we just tell a story. We are limited by 60 seconds. If you cannot finish the story by the end of 60 seconds, you will be cut off. I don't know. There's no pun. You will be executed. Um, <laughs> you, will be you will be murdered. Um and yeah, Brandon, do you want to start? Also, wait. Okay. My brother proposed something. He uh, Shout out to Max. He's like one of the few people that listens for the full episode. I really What's up, I, Max? We, we respect that. Um, he suggested telling stories that didn't happen this week, but just a story that's interesting that we could tell in 60 seconds as someone who is yeah. constantly struggling to tell anything. I was wondering how, what you thought about that. Hey, last week I did that too about my uh, my weird power walking guy in college. So, oh, yeah. oh, true. Good point. Okay. Yeah, All let's right. do it. All right, let me get the 60. He was talking he was talking to you. He, he said did. you need to do this. <laughs> he texted me. I think he was disappointed at how bad my stories have been up until this point. Uh, which honestly, Max, I do not blame you, my dude. Uh, I talked about getting my hair cut last time. Um, <laughs> and I think I recycled what was a, a stand-up bit that didn't work and I had to trash, which was the idea of agreeing with some something uh, somebody who's cutting your hair will say, just kind of going along for the ride. Hey, you stick to podcasting, my guy. Hey, uh, big shocker. And this will be for the one person that gets an L.A. stand-up comedy reference. Didn't go very well at Fourth Wall when you said that you agreed with the guy cutting your hair that Louis C.K. wasn't that bad only so that he didn't fuck your hair up. <laughs> shocker, <laughs> the people at Fourth Wall didn't like the Louis is actually bad take. Um, all right, Brandon, 60 seconds on the clock. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right, three, two, one. So obviously I'm in Nashville as we have discussed um, so something that sort of came back to me as I've been here, we have, uh, my parents have a, a little backyard back here. Um, uh, my old dog, Nipsey, who was a little gray silver poodle, rest in peace, um, was kind of like crazy and angry, but very cute. So, uh, one day we go to the backyard where he liked to run around a lot, find a dead rabbit there. Pretty sure Nipsey killed it. Nipsey! Pretty certain. Nipsey killed a rabbit. So we had to figure out what to do with a rabbit corpse. So my dad and I... Got a shovel, put it in a trash bag, and then we realized there's a little sewer ditch down the road, so we carried it in the trash bag as the children played across the street in their bicycles and with a dead rabbit corpse, and we just dumped it in the sewer. Oh, my God. Brandon, you have 14 more seconds. Give me a little bit more about Nipsey. Uh, Nipsey was a gray silver poodle, and he had, like, red eyes sometimes when he got angry, I swear. This is true. Like, it was looked it like, like that cemetery? when the light hit it correctly, like the picture All right, Brandon, you gotta thing. Stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. 
Sorry, bud. I think the audience can hear the clock going off coming from my laptop. Okay. Um, man, R.I.P. Nipsey. How old were you when you got Nipsey? Was Nipsey like your growing up dog? And R.I.P. the rabbit. And, and R.I.P. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the rabbit sounds like they had a much worse. I mean, I guess I don't know how Nipsey went, but had a much, much uh, worse death. <laughs> the rabbit's family came back. <laughs> It was just a revenge story. The rabbit came back mm-hmm. and, uh, and and took Nipsey, <laughs> took Nipsey down. <laughs> Pet cemetery. Yeah. I should not think that's as funny as I think it is. Your poor family dog passed away, and I'm sorry to hear that. No, no, no. It's okay. We have another sweet poodle here named Murray oh, right now. Cute. Murray's a great dog. He's name. lovely as well. Murray's great, great dog. Uh, Miranda really is all in on the idea of naming her next cat Mookie. Next cat. She doesn't have a cat yet, but her first cat Mookie. That's a great animal. Isn't that name? A great I like name? that a lot. Yeah. Is it named after Mookie Betts? It or is. No? Yeah. She loves Mookie Betts. Um, she's unfortunately decided to be a Dodgers fan, even though you know. What she I've been using to as ammo to kind of get her to to like the Marlins besides buying her Marlins stuff which works pretty well uh, is just showing videos of Jesus Aguilar she loves Jesus Aguilar oh because he's just like a big lovable guy he's he like a around on the field yeah. he hits dongs he's what's like not the grabbing like stuff about. out of Dom Smith's pocket he also did that jazz yeah. interview did you see the jazz interview oh yeah where they're they're uh, he's like come, doing some tomfoolery yeah they're just like come say hello to everybody oh actually if i can rip the audio from i don't know if i'm gonna find this i don't feel like going all over twitter he just comes in and is like say hello to everybody in the bahamas say hello to your mom tell her you love her now get the hell out of here <laughs> and just like shuts him out of the interview um <laughs> cute really great really great stuff all right my 60 second story are you ready brandon let's do it and here we go so I'm actually going to tell a story about my brother, Max, in honor of his suggestion that I stop telling bad stories from the top, which, Max, great advice. Don't tell bad stories on podcasts. Um, In 2004, so this is following the Marlins World Series, um, my parents took Max and I out of school early to go to Marlins Spring Training Game, which is a great way to ensure that your future son or your son has a future baseball podcast is to pull him out of school to go watch more baseball. Now, the best part about that was, like, for me as a kid, obviously, is that you can go run around and you can actually, like, meet the baseball players like uh, it was the first opportunity I got. I remember I went and saw met Josh Beckett and I like came up to him like huffing and puffing. And he's like, I'm not doing autographs. Get out of here. And I was like, I just want to shake your hand. And he's like, OK. And he, and he shook my hand and then ran away uh, <laughs> and then got drunk at a karaoke party and fought somebody. I don't know if you remember that story. Um, OK, I got 10 seconds. But Max went up to Juan Pierre uh, at the hitting cages and was like, hey, Juan, will you sign my baseball? And Juan Pierre came back or it was like, I'll be right back and I'll sign it. And he never came back. And to this day, my mom hates Juan Pierre. OK, that's the end of the story. Like my mom. I love that. I don't think my mom could name anybody on the 2003 uh, Marlins World Series team um, besides Juan Pierre and only because he refused to. He like never came back and left my brother hanging at the batting cages for an autograph. Uh, wow, Juan Pierre wouldn't expect that. Josh Beckett expected, dude. Wouldn't yeah. expect it from Juan Pierre. I had to sneak in my favorite Josh Beckett story, which was him on stage, drunk in Texas, singing karaoke, and then some guy was harassing him from the audience. So in the middle of the song, he went and kicked the guy's ass in the bar. <laughs> What song do you think he was singing? Definitely a country song. Josh Beckett was like a big country dude. Also, now that I remember, maybe I should save this story for another 60-second stories, but I'm pretty sure my third-grade math teacher, who's also the first person to suggest I get on ADHD medication, I'm pretty sure, um, uh, her daughter dated Josh Beckett when he was a minor leaguer. I'm fairly certain that was real. Yeah. Yeah. I once once had a waiter. You once dated Josh Beckett when he was a minor leaguer? I once dated Josh Beckett. Who's who? She said that her brother-in-law was Dan Ugla. Oh no way! <laughs> it was a server at wow, a restaurant. That's yeah. very cool. That's very cool. Um, all right, Brandon. Let's just look at some of the upcoming series here. We're pushing it close to an hour, so I think we should probably uh, <laughs> get rolling. I'll pull up the Apple Podcast reviews, and why don't you give us a rundown on the upcoming series we have this week? We got Braves and Yankees. 
The Yan- the struggling Yankees. Dude, the Yankees are so bad here. My friends went to the to the Rays Yankees game on Saturday of this week. Yeah, yeah Saturday on this week, and he, they were just having. They're, they're Rays fans, obviously, just having a ball at the Yankees fans' expense. It sounds like they're they are truly losing their brains. It's it's wonderful. I yeah, it's very funny. I mean, it, it's you love to see it. You love to see it too as a Mets fan because it seems like the Mets are going to be pretty good this year. So ah. Uh, how does it feel to be little brother now, Yankees? Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, the the Braves obviously struggling a lot. I don't know how they're gonna. If the Yankees turn Yankees. it around, if the Yankees turn it around, also that could just be a very fun series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have some fun matchups. Uh, I think uh, it's Morton versus Kluber and Anderson versus um, someone. Anyway, yeah, fun series. Then Braves versus D-backs, Phillies and Giants going to continue the the Gabe Kapler series, the Kapler series. Um, and Phillies are going out to Colorado. Hopefully it won't snow for them, and they get snowed out like it did with the Mets. Mets in Chicago right now. Let's see if that game gets canceled Mets uh, in Chicago tonight. Right now. Yeah, let's see if that gets canceled. Yeah, but DeGrom uh, is uh, pitching the last game of that series, I believe. Uh, then Nationals uh, face the Mets for the first time uh, at City Field this weekend, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. Hopefully the Nats pitching continuous struggles, and maybe we'll beat up on Patrick Corbin. We'll see. Marlins yes. versus Orioles. Our old friend Matt Harvey's pitching against the Fish this evening or tomorrow, I believe. I believe, yes. And then Marlins are going out to San Francisco, baby. Frisco. Hey, honestly, SF. Hopefully we, Bay can take, Area. hopefully we can take the series again from them. We just we just beat up on them right now. I believe it. You know what? But if my boy Wilmer comes up there with some runners on <laughs> in the ninth, maybe he'll spoil your party. I don't Come know. On. I'm just talking about old Mets now. <laughs> um, Nationals versus Cardinals right now. As we said, Nationals got creamed by the Cardinals last night in that Joe Ross uh, 10-run, four-homer affair. And then, as we said, Nationals going to City Field, have some uh, interdivision battle going on this weekend. Dude, yes, that'll be great. I'm honestly looking forward to a lot of the interdivision rivals because it makes both of our jobs easier. Um, and <laughs> Less games to watch, I'm yeah. down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. What series are you looking forward to the most? I guess Braves Yankees is probably the most exciting out of this. Besides, I think that's the most interesting. I mean, because like we said, like the Braves are banged up right now and the Yankees are struggling. And I don't think the Yankees will struggle that much. I mean, right now you have to look at it like the Kansas City Royals have the best record in the AL, I believe, and the Yankees have the worst. So it's like you have to imagine that we're still early in this. So anything that, you know, you can't take anything as like a definite right now. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I could see the Yankees breaking out, honestly, against. The Braves, Ian Anderson's pitching, um, which I have a little note on on Ian later. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm looking Good. forward to the Braves-Yankees series. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Mets just getting back at home and getting off this dreadful road trip of, of bad weather. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope, honestly, this is giving the Marlins a, a great opportunity to continue our hot streak on um the Giants and the Orioles I mean no offense to either of those fan bases but obviously the Orioles weren't expecting to be good this season and the Giants are in such a tough tough division they should just let us win okay why don't they just let us win hey throw in the white flag the white towel Um, is it a towel or a flag it is flag is it a towel or a flag it's a white White. flag yes right it's not a towel white towel sounds like if you're defending the towel throwing the towel is an expression though as well um throwing the towel is an expression all right, Brandon, you ready to move along? I think it's time that we start talking uh, everybody's favorite reoccurring segment on the podcast, Feast or Famine. Let's do it. All right. My first feast is something we already discussed um, so far today, which is Aaron Nola. It's just obviously great for us as people that are in the division to have good baseball to watch. Um, and watching Nola pitch nine innings, no earned runs. I think he had 10 strikeouts, um, mm-hmm. which isn't actually a lot for a nine, nine inning shutout. You'd think he would throw a few more strikeouts, but he's not much of a strikeout pitcher. Um 
is great. And I and I, I think somebody needs to give DeGrom a little bit of run for the DeGrom of the Week Award. And I'm glad that Aaron Nola, I think, should be our recipient of the DeGrom of the Week Award. What do we think about that proposal? Love to see it. I agree. I like it. I like watching Nola pitch. Um, you know, he's an ace that's probably forgotten about with those other big names we talked about earlier. Yes, absolutely. Um, I... All right, let me take it again. Yes, absolutely. All right, Brandon, what's your feast? So I'm going to say my feast. I'm going to be a little bit of a homer this week. This is Lindor's week. He hasn't hit a homer yet from the Mets. He's batting around 200 right now. He okay. had some big hits. He had the big uh, uh, game-winning hit against the Rockies mm-hmm. in the DeGrom game. I'm saying Lindor breaks out. Maybe he gets a couple of homers this week. His first homer as a Met. You'd love to see it. I'm feeling good. He's making some great defensive plays. Love to see him in the field right now. Firing up the team as well. But I think those offensive numbers just need to translate. You know, right now my dad does not like Lindor. No way, really. <laughs> in the early in the early sample size, he's worried he's going to be a bust. How big? Of a, um, how big? How familiar was he with was he with Lindor before he got to New York? Yeah, he knew him a bit from Cleveland. Obviously, okay. the American League and National League thing is still separated. But I mean, we knew of him. But he's a great player, and I and I transcended think that. My dad will change his mind. I hope this week with Lindor. That's awesome. All right, now the you hate to talk about it, but we got to talk about the famines, baby. Um, what, what was that? Pakoda's back. <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> we really have called everything back today, Brandon. Hey. Um, my famine is injuries. Oh, this is uh, okay. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want to win games because of injuries, and I don't. And I think we both agree with that. But uh, t- it really feels like the entire division got kind of clobbered this week. Like, obviously, Strasburg on the IL. We have Acuna avoiding the IL but still being injured. But all of their starting pitching seems to be dropping like flies. Starling Marte out for thirty games was the estimate, I think, by Craig Mish. Um, and you just don't you don't want to see the best players in your on your team, the best players in your division get injured, um, and it's just a bad look for us. So, uh, so honestly, uh, feel bad for the dudes getting injured. Feel bad for the fans that don't get to watch these great players play. Yeah, I don't know if it's a hangover from the shortened season last year. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pitchers going down, so it certainly might be right. Oh, I hadn't um, thought about that. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, and I'm theory. hoping it doesn't get worse as the season goes on because, as we know, they only played 60 games last year. So, like, is it going to look really bad in the second half? I hope not. I mean, I hope that's not a good prediction but my famine for this week is actually one of the pitchers in the NL East Ian Anderson he's got he's got he's got to kind of uh, you know put the load of the Braves starting pitching woes and injuries on his back great um and he's not looked good this year no 448 slugging percentage against him in his three starts not good and he's about to go in the Yankee Stadium which I know obviously the Yankees are struggling but it's like man if you're giving up if that's the slugging percentage against you in Yankee Stadium that joke of a right field yeah ugh, you might be great. seeing some dongs go out there honestly so, that's a good point um, I hadn't considered that yeah I guess yeah so he's my famine I mean you know listen Peterson was my famine last week and he ended up pitching great so maybe this is a blessing for the, yeah the Brandon blessing the what's the mm-hmm. opposite yeah I was about to say what's op- opposite of a curse and when I had literally just said the antonym of a curse which is a blessing <laughs> <laughs> I'm a smart one I like, how, I like how you had antonym right off the top of your head though you're like that listen, antonym I have that you know word. listen I got a bad brain except for when it comes to a select few words. Um, all right, Brandon, the final thing, before we wrap up here at the end of an NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball, we're going to read some reviews. Are you ready? Let's rock and roll. All right, Brandon, I'm going to be completely honest here. First off, if you're listening to this and you haven't rate and reviewed the podcast and you're not a friend or family member that we have already personally berated to rate and review the podcast, please rate and review us. It means a lot to us and you will be read on air. Um, that being said, nobody knew had reviewed us as of this afternoon. <laughs> So I I went to some friends. I posted in a group chat that I'm a part of and said, can you please rate and review the podcast? Um, and that was this afternoon. And Brandon, I think that the way that Apple reviews work, that it did not get posted yet. Hey, so I'm going to, so I actually, I'm going to read my own review of it. I'm going to say poised. I'm going to say thorough. Okay. I'm going to say 
smart baseball podcast. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. Make it the 111th most listened to podcast on Apple Podcasts. I was just striving for that. But, Brandon, there is good news. I did text that group chat and tell them the circumstances. And I got one to write a review. So you ready for it? Oh, <laughs> so I jumped the gun. This is a future. No, 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 no. We're, we're going off the cuff here. This is a future five-star review from Dr. Gregory Hirsch, MD. We have doctors listening to the podcast. Oh, also, wow. Gregory, why are you doubling the doctor? We heard doctor from the top, doctor from the back. This guy's a little insecure about his education, I think. <laughs> He's like, I totally went to med school. I promise. He said, in his title. this podcast really takes the piss. And honestly, Gregory, we appreciate any and all reviews. Oh, he's a urologist. He's a, That's why. Oh, Brandon. Yes, clutch. I had not considered that at all, but look at you. Yeah, you're getting on to me about being able to throw ants in him out. You just throw out urologists, no problem, baby. Oh, I'm always thinking about my urologist, baby. <laughs> Brandon's got very few people on speed dial, one of which is his urologist. <laughs> um, not untrue. <laughs> oh, I did forget. You had a bout of the kidney stones a while back. We can edit oh, this out. Yes, but, I yeah, did. I forgot about <laughs> Sorry, bringing up some harsh memories. No, that's it's okay. What's worse, Brandon, watching you. the Mets player having a couple kidney stones? Hey, what hey. is like watching the Mets play? He's like watching kidney stones. Francisco and Doyle hitting. I'd rather get a kidney stone. Oh my god, dude! I was watching. Uh, my friend Nate sent me uh, the uh, like a, a compilation of all of Mike Francesa's like funniest moments on air, and it was just really oh killing me last week. I got to send it to you, but Brandon, that's it. We've done it. We have made it through a full month of podcasting. Hey. Great work. I think we're growing and we're getting better every week. Hey, no issues as of right now. No so issues. We'll see this when we sounds it, good. No, hopefully this as of today. Yeah, hopefully we right never now, have no. to re-record this podcast. But Brandon, wonderful job. Great information. Very informative. Very big fan of your work today. Good job, my friend. Five stars for you. Hey, good job, Sam. I really appreciate all your diligence and hard work. Uh, we'll meet. What was my thing last week? We'll meet again. Uh, we'll meet. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll meet again, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. Bye.